and welcome to Myth Monsters. My name is Erin and I'll be your host for these little snack bite-sized podcasts on folklore and mythical monsters from around the world. These podcasts focus on the actual cryptids, folklore and mythic monsters from global mythology, rather than focusing on the full stories of heroes and their big adventures. I'll also be dropping in some references that they have to recent culture and where you can see these represented in modern day content so that you can learn more and get as obsessed as I am about these absolute legends of the mythological world. Boom! Semi-surprise double feature week! Thankfully, I managed to recover enough to write out and record two episodes during the literal one day I felt okay this week, so please have this rare treat as a thank you. This will not be repeated without reason, I will tell you that now, it was a lot. For this last treat of the week, though, we are looking at something pretty warm and fuzzy with an extremely dangerous edge, and heading over to one of my favourite places for folklore, Japan, to look at the cute but deadly Nikomata. The Nikomata is described as just a regular domestic cat, but Nikomata have a distinct thing that tells them apart from this, a tail split down the centre to create two identical tails. They can be big wild cats as well, such as leopards, lions and panthers, but of course these do not live in cities like the domestic cat. They do sometimes wear clothing or wear a napkin on their head to dance in, as they would only get about on their hind legs. If you do anger one though, sometimes it's noted that their tails would spark a blue flame about them, however this one is contested within folklore. The Nikomata is considered a yokai, which I talk about in all of my Japanese monster episodes, as it means spirit or sometimes demon. However, this one has its own category within yokai, and that's kayabyo, which means strange cat. There are three types of kayabyo yokai, the Nikomata, the Beke Niko, and the Meneki Niko. I know that our episode is to focus on the Nikomata, but it's worth going over the others too, as they are all related. The Bakeniko, or the Changed Cat, is officially a different type of yokai, but there are only two differences. Whilst Nikomata have two tails, the Bakeniko only has one, and the Nikomata is transformed into a yokai from evil done to it, whilst the Bakeniko are just yokai from the start. I won't be covering them in another episode, because there's just not much to differentiate them. They are also sometimes benevolent, whereas Nikomata are considered to be constantly malevolent. The Maneke Niko is not a yokai at all, in theory. It's actually the Japanese waving cat statues that you might see in Japanese stores, restaurants, or just around Japan. They're usually Japanese bobtail cats, holding a caban coin as they are used to bring good luck and fortune to the owner. Whilst they're not strictly yokai, the good fortune supposedly comes from a feline spirit, which does, in practice, make them a yokai in their own right. Back to our monster though, Nikomata are considered evil yokai, and they don't really like us humans. They have the power to summon fireballs from their tails, 
as well as some necromancy skills where they can control the dead like feline puppet masters to do their bidding. As well as this, they can shapeshift into people to control them that way, or get them to come a little closer, just so they can eat you. They do in fact really enjoy eating people, but they also eat anything that's meaty and good enough for them to eat, just like normal cats. They could also talk in human languages, dance and play instruments, curse or possess humans, haunt people with their dead family members, or even convince other animals to attack humans too, so they were considerably devilish. There's even a story of a Nicomata waiting for a traveller so it could get into a sumo fight with them. When they were in human forms, they really enjoyed making fools out of the humans that they were impersonating, or generally bringing doom and gloom on anyone they came across. So how did these monsters come about? Kind of dropped a hint into the Bako Nico bit, but we know that there are really good cats out there that won't try and murder us. So what happened to these ones? Nikomata come to be in older aged cats, in Japanese folktales, and they tell of cats only being allowed to be looked after for a few years depending on the local people, such as 12 years in Ibaraki, 13 in Okinawa and 7 years in Hiroshima, and this is because they believe that the cat will kill the one that raised it after a certain time. Because of this, people would choose how long they would look after cats rather than taking a cat in and caring for it for as long as it lives like a pet. It was also believed that if you killed any cat, a Nicomata would appear to take revenge and curse you, more specifically the specific cat you killed. The older the cat and the longer the tail, the more powerful the Nicomata or Bake Nico would be. Nicomata, though, were born only from the need for revenge, and they would actively hunt humans down, especially their previous owners. However, whilst there were domestic Nicomata from domestic cats, if a cat ran off to the mountains and was not seen again, it was considered a Nicomata, but it would come back in a lion or leopard form from being alone in the wilderness. They would hunt on much bigger game, such as boar, deer and livestock, as well as humans to grow to really big sizes, and so are considered the most dangerous types of Nicomata. Now, for their etymology, Nicomata means forked cat in Japanese, with Niko meaning cat and Mata meaning split. However, there are some interpretations of Mata also meaning repetition or old or aged. And it's quite a basic etymology, but I think it really does justify it, and I honestly appreciate the ease sometimes. In history, the rumours of cats as yokai started in the Kamakura period in Japan, which was between 1185 and 1333. As cats tend to do suspicious and strange things, it was quoted. However, Bake Niko and Nikomata were only specifically brought in during the Edo period in Japan, which was between 1603 and 1867, during a time where there was a lot of yokai myths and they were being created as well as surviving. Superstition was absolutely at its highest at this point, and unfortunately there is no exception for these poor cats, and all of this monster's history 
just comes from folktales. We'll kick it off with some folktales and I found a few good stories for you. The first one is called The Tale of Takasu Gembe, which goes like this. A man called Takasu lost his family cat and found that his mother's personality completely changed afterwards. She avoided all company and ate alone in her room at night, and when the family eventually went to check on her, they found a cat-like monster in the mother's clothes, devouring animal carcasses. Takasu ran in and killed the beast, but it still looked slightly like his mum. After a day, though, the body had turned back into his missing pet cat, completely alive and intact, and Takasu, desperate to find his mother amidst the rotting corpses, found her beneath the floorboards of her room with her bones picked clean. Another story is that of a rich samurai's haunted house where the inhabitants had a real poltergeist problem. The samurai got a load of shamans and priests in to remove it, but none of them could figure out the source, and so the problem lingered. One day, a servant saw his master's older cat carrying a shikigami, which was a summoned ghost, and it had its owner's name written onto it. So the servant decided to shoot the shikigami instead and managed to hit the cat in its head instead. The cat died and revealed it had two tails, proving it was an ecomata all along. And then the poltergeist activity completely stopped. To back up these stories, there were a lot of beliefs within Japanese culture that backed up why these specific cats or any cat was bad news. In Japan, cats were generally associated with death and even called demonic because of this monster due to their links with necromancy. Cats naturally have a keen smell for decay of living tissue, and so they believed that the Nikomata would sniff out corpses to give to another yokai, the Kusha, who would steal evil corpses to carry their souls down to hell. The most prevalent belief was that cats with long tails could bewitch people, as they resembled snakes. Generally, cats with longer tails were hated, and there was even a custom to cut their tails short. This is a theory as to why there are a lot of species of Japanese cats now that have really short tails, as they grew in this way due to natural selection. It was an incredibly barbaric practice, but even as kittens, cats had their tails cut off to prevent a future transformation. There was also the idea that the aged cat would become a problem cat. Why they thought that as the cat got older, their tails would split, we just don't know, unfortunately. But cats have been an interesting creature in folklore and superstition throughout the ages and throughout the world. In Japanese mythology, cats are seen as yokai in general because of their characteristics, such as their eyes dilating depending on the light, their fur causing sparks due to static, their silent stalking, their need to hunt and eat gore, and their general unpredictability. Cats are considered an animal that is completely independent, whilst they do love a cuddle. They are known for striking out, being in the dark, being incredibly fast and agile. Back around this time in the Edo period as well, cats used to lick lamp oil, 
which was considered an ill omen, indicating that there was to be a strange occurrence. Lamp oil was traditionally fish oil back in the day, because it was cheap, and cats were generally only fed leftovers from their owners, which in Japan at the time, the main diet were grains and vegetables, which a cat can't eat as they're complete carnivores. Much unlike dogs, where you can feed them a vegan diet, cats cannot survive on this. Stealing household objects was also a sign of a yokai, as well as an animal standing on their hind legs, so this sight probably made them believe this too, watching them lick this little lamp oil bit on a kitchen side, for example. To add some more fuel to the fire, they were also a really common pet of prostitutes due to their mysterious behaviour, so they were very often linked to sin and devilish behaviour, and of course throughout history and the world, cats have a reputation for being unpredictable and vicious, so it really doesn't surprise me, or probably you, that they have this kind of mystique to them, as well as a connection to not only sin, but usually the divine feminine. Cats' meows were also often misinterpreted as them speaking, and most of the time the Nicomata in this instance would say, I'm not a yokai, which I think is very funny. However, they actually did a study about this in 1992, and found out that once people heard the meow of a cat the second time, they would realise it was a cat meowing, and would come to the conclusion that it only sounded like a human word by coincidence. That's insane. Moving swiftly on into relating it to reality, I've gone a lot into breaking down cat stereotypes, so I'll just cover this last little bit. There was also a known disease named after Nicomata, funnily enough, called the Nicomata disease. It was considered to be rabies, but whilst the earlier Japanese people believed that this was animals being transformed into Nicomata, we now know that it was most likely rabies, which does explain the strange behaviour, but not so much the split tail. I also said earlier that there were loads of monsters based around cats because of superstitions, and I wasn't lying, there are loads across the world. However, there is one that stands out to me as something that is very, very similar, and that's the Zhanli of China, which is a great monster that is relatively close to this one. It's a leopard-like monster that would get to old age and gain divine power, and then it would shapeshift into a beautiful man or woman and suck the soul out of anyone it found. A fun one we will definitely cover another time, but apparently this is actually where the inspiration for the Nicomata came from, although I'm sure both countries will deny that either of their folklore is inspired by the other. But sticking with Japanese monsters, we also have to mention the canine counterpart for this monster, which I would give to the Kitsune of Japanese mythology. These nine-tailed foxes would cause trouble and were very into shape-shifting for chaos but would sometimes even fall in love with humans and choose to stay that way. So, slightly more like Bake Nico rather than the evil Nicomata, and I covered them not too long ago if you're interested in hearing about these ethereal Japanese fox creatures. Now, on to modern media. We have a few bits for the Nicomata itself, which is really good. I'm very excited for this. 
For art, have a look at Nikomata by Sawaki Sushi, Nekomata to Lokoto by Ajita Ansi from 1660, Nikomata from Bakemono Noe in 1700, and Nikomata by Saiken Toriyama for some really traditional Japanese scroll paintings of them. Otherwise, there are some really cool independent art pieces around these monsters. I personally used Matthew Meyer's Yokai series, the Nikomata piece specifically, in my advertising this week. And actually, he covers all of the yokai. I really, really recommend having a look at his work. In movies, we have Haosu, Blind Woman's Curse, The Ghost Cat Curse Pond, Kuriniko, The Ghost Cat of Ottoma Pond, Black Cat Mansion, Ghost Cat Wall of Hatred, The Ghost Cat and the Mysterious Shamisen, Arima Niko, and Ghost of Saga Mansion. If you haven't guessed already, all of these are Japanese horror films, just to make this clear. For TV, we have Super Sentai, Yokai Watch, Koi Niko, Moke, Naruto, Persona 5 The Animation, Inuyasha, Hyper Police, Niko Mizume Michikusa Niki, Omamori Himari, The Fox and the Little Tanuki, Gegege no Kitaro, High School D times D, Kamichu, Yokai Girls, Tokimeki Mononoke Jogaku, Shaman King, Ranma Half, Yushio and Tora, Tutsuki Pro, Star Twinkle Pretty Cure, Blue Exorcist, Digimon, Cat God, Fire Force, Dog Days, and Pokemon. In video games, we have ones such as Cyberpunk 2077, Disjaya, Boo Party, Genshin Impact, Flash of the Blade, Niho, Luigi's Mansion 3, Muramasa the Demon Blade, Coffee Talk, Blaze Blue, Ghostwire Tokyo, Pokemon, Yokai Watch, Tuhu Project, Persona, Bleach Brave Souls, Ayakashi, Romance Reborn, Haru Kanaru, Toki no Nakadi, Neko Atsume, Sonic the Hedgehog, and Yokai Hunter Shintaro. There was a lot of Japanese in those entries, so I hope you're slightly impressed. I'm just slightly concerned that it doesn't sound like it should, but I tried my best. My book recommendation this week, though, is Yokai Attack, the Japanese Monster Survival Guide, and Yurai Attack, the Japanese Ghost Survival Guide by Hiroko Yoda. They are fantastic books. I suggest them every time. They're about both the monsters and the ghosts of Japanese mythology. They are amazing. They are great. I will never stop suggesting them. But now, my friends, it's time for... Do I think they existed? No, but I do have good reason for this. It's the story that has plagued cats and cat owners for as long as they've been around. That a cat owns you. A stereotype that I personally really disagree with. The best way that I describe cats to people who don't like them is that cats are a perfect personification of boundaries. A cat will tell you, in its body language and vocalisation, that you are winding it up, and it's going to smack you. And if you choose to continue, it will do so. I think that it's a great measure of a person if they dislike cats because of this, and it actually indicates to me that they will never respect my human boundaries. The Nicomata is not a surprising monster to me as someone who loves and owns cats. I'm very used to those superstitions, 
And so a monster being created to villainise them more is not at all out of the question. However, Japan does have an interesting rule of turning literally anything into a monster, as we will find as we go through my playlist of Japanese monsters eventually. So I don't hold it against them too much. I actually really love this monster, and I like that it stands against cat violence, so it's a winner in my book. But what do you think? Did the Nikomata sneak around Japan trying to find new human victims to use as scratching posts? Let me know on Twitter, I would love to know what you think about this one. And what a great way to end our double episode week. I really enjoyed this one and I'm a big cat lover so it's an easy one too. I also really love looking at yokai because Japan has so many mythical monsters. I actually have to space them out really quite intensely so that you get something different whenever I mention them. Otherwise, I could literally do a spin-off series about Japanese yokai and keep going for at least a year with the amount they have. This monster was actually recommended by Kitsune RMG, who left a really lovely review for us. So thank you so much, Kitsune, and I love your Apple or Spotify name, and I hope that you really enjoyed this one. Next week, though, we're looking at another legendary bird and heading over to ancient Persia for their most famous mythical bird. She will happily watch the world burn down three times over with you. It's the Simmer coming next Thursday. For now, though, thank you so much for listening. It's been an absolute pleasure. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give it a rating on the service you are listening on. I've got the Twitter for any questions or suggestions on what monsters to cover next and I'd really love to hear from you. The social media handles for TikTok, YouTube, Threads, and Instagram are MythMonsters Podcast, and the Twitter is MythMonstersPod. But you can find all of our content at MythMonsters.co.uk, and you can find us on Good Pods, Buy Me A Coffee, and Patreon if you want to help me fund the podcast too. Come join the fun though, share this with your pals, they might love me as much as you do. But for now, stay spooky. And I'll see you later, babes. 